I'm the one in the other room to swallow. Um, <laughs> happy Halloween, everyone. I'm Carmen. And I'm Joanna. Surprise, neighbor Becky's here. And Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder. Murder. Woohoo! So guys, this is our Halloween episode, and Joanna and I thought we'd do something a little different, and we'd bring on this hoe, Becky. I'm so nervous. <laughs> the last two times, it was phenomenal listening to you two. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm just nervous that she's going to tell me something scary and I'm going to have nightmares. I hope you do. Tell the people what you just fucking said about your mask. So I bought a mask. My boyfriend and I are doing a spooky, sexy, funny photo shoot. And I named my mask Lorena. You might see her. Why? I don't know. It just came to my – she had red lips and she's got some dark hair. And I just felt like that name fit. So <laughs> I saw the pictures. It fits. We're going with Lorena. It is really cute. I'm not I thought lie. Carmen looked amazing in it. I think she wore it every day with the red lips. She said that to me. She goes, your hair looks great with the mask. I'm like, Becky, it's a mask. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. Uh, all right. So welcome to Live, Laugh, Murder, where we tell stories that may or may not be true. On today's episode, you will hear a story that is either the plot of a horror movie or the facts of a true crime case. Today is a special Halloween bonus episode, hence our uh, special guest, hello, Lorena. Wish me luck as I try to keep these two fuckers on track. There you go. Joanna, you're not a fucker. You're not a fucker, thank, Joanna. Thank you. I feel like she's going to keep us on track. When I say us like fuckers, I'm talking about Becky and me. <laughs> With my lantern that I got made fun of for. You yeah, brought so a lantern over? Yes. I walked down the street with a lantern and Brett said, why do you have a lantern? I said, uh, Brett, it's dark outside dark. and I'm home alone right now. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm using my lantern. Yeah. Becky showed up at my house to record tonight. We're re- recording in the evening with a full-on lantern and a cup of wine. <laughs> and a mask. Yeah. You yeah. should have just knocked on the door holding the lantern with your mask on. 
Well, I was afraid I might have gotten shot. So That's true. That is true. I was like, yeah, I might not. Becky, we don't live in a neighborhood where people get shot. No, I thought Brett was going to kill the me. The house. Oh, oh Brett would have opened the door. You said the door is open. So I was like, if I enter your home in a mask, you might be like, who the hell is this? <laughs> he pulls it right out. Yeah. He's ready to go. Yeah, he just walks around the house with strapped as fuck. Like, yeah, totally. Joanna, how are you doing, honey? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you for asking. I wish you were here in person. I know. I am going to see you uh, the day after tomorrow. I'm excited. It's funny because we talk on our episodes like, I miss you, but we see each other pretty regularly. At least twice a month. (laughs) It needs to be more. Well, then you need to come up here because it's a two-hour drive. It's a long drive. No, no, no. You're right. You're right, right, right. I am going to come in November for your daughter's birthday. Becky, you can bring your girls too. I haven't sent out (gasps) invitations yet. Becky. We love going. We We pass that area a lot. At the end of this episode, we're going to be debuting our after-hours chats for the first time. So they will be available only on our Patreon. If you're interested on that, you can find us at patreon.com slash live, laugh, murder podcast. And it's a way just to kind of listen to our story, ad-free, early release, and get some extra bullshit from us. Um, So if you're into that, sign up for Patreon, check us out, and you'll hear our after chat, our after-hours. I think I just um, dubbed them the Twilight Sessions. Oh. I kind of dig it. I like it. So if you want a Twilight Session. Yeah. (laughs) Come on down. Joanna, I got a text from you today where you said (laughs) two things. You said, when we record, is there going to be adult beverages? Yes. Cheers. Cheers. And then you said, I have an amazing Florida man, so what the fuck is it? I also gave you a minor panic attack too today. Do you want to tell everyone what you did to me today? Okay, well, let's preface with every time we record, Carmen sends me a text reminder saying, don't forget your computer and the little hookup thing because I need this little thing or whatever. Adapter, yeah. Adapter. So I – what time did I text you? Joanna, okay. It was 6.09 p.m. (laughs) 6.09. So we were going to record at 8.30. I said, "Um, hey – you didn't send me a reminder text to bring my stuff home. She's like, you're joking. You forgot your computer. Borrow family members. You're driving me nuts. I love you. And then she sends me a voice message that called me basically an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, just kidding. I remembered. Yeah. I had a minor down, uh, down spiral because, listen, listen, I was ready for tonight. I didn't want to miss I know. It. I know. Me too. It doesn't take much to put me in a tizzy. And then when I told Brett tonight, because we were sitting down at the table when you fucking did that, we were just chatting. And I told him, I was like, she's messing with me. And he goes, you're not hard to rile up. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, honey. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. All right. You ready for my Florida man story? Is it one of mine? No, I found this. This has popped up a couple times. And I I mean, maybe you sent it to me. I don't remember. You did send me a couple, didn't you? I sent a couple, but I I was like on a rampage, so you may have like a couple stowed away. Yeah. You may have heard it. Don't stop me if you've heard it though. Fourth graders at a Florida Central charter school were in for a shock and scare when their math teacher accidentally screened a horror flick <gasps> initially thought to be an age appropriate uh, movie. What? Hold on. The kids were exposed to 20 to 30 minutes to a movie called hmm, Winnie the Pooh. Honey and Blood. Oh, God. That is a straight-up horror slasher movie with dead people and knives. Yeah, yeah, right? Local mom, Michelle Diaz, who has um, whose two children 
or in the class. The incident happened early this month at the academy calling them out academy of innovative education in miami springs oh my god springs what the hell (laughs) but since they're not affiliated with the school district because they are a charter school yeah right i feel like charter schools are a little bit more like "Eh, it's fine diaz claimed the movie kept rolling despite the kids asking the teacher to shut it off she also (gasps) yeah she also told the outlet the kids initially selected the movie, but argued that the movies shown in class should be reviewed by the teachers beforehand, which I think that's kind of weird. I like, mean, I think that's fair. I think the teacher should be aware of the movie that they're playing to the students. But it literally says blood and honey and blood. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like the actual like little picture you see when you go to stream the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thumbnail of it. Terrifying. Honey and blood. That's yeah. the title. Wow. And the thing, but like, why would the kids say, like, this is what we wanted, and then say, oh, no, you should watch it first? I was going to say, maybe to like play a prank on the teacher. Oh, yeah. She said she also called the handling of the situation careless and said she felt completely abandoned by the school. Wow. Yep. And it just goes on saying that the principal handled the situation. And they addressed it, and then appropriate action was taken. And it says, we are actively monitoring the students, and our mental health counselor and principal have already met with those students who have expressed concerns. Okay. Yeah. My daughter's in fourth grade, currently in a Florida school. If her, I can't even imagine her teacher playing that slasher horror no. movie. Yeah. Oh, that's just – that's – who is this teacher? They're very out of touch. They did not say. But here, listen. Says the movie, which was released without a rating, serves up a dark twist on a beloved childhood character and his friend Piglet, who in the movie go on a murderous rampage. <laughs> <laughs> After Christopher Robin, they says goes to college. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He goes to college, so Pooh and Piglet are like, fuck this, we're going to go kill people. Well, and it's terrifying. Yes. The picture freaked me out. Yes. When I saw it, I was like, eh, not into that. The thumbnail they used here is this girl in a hot tub and Piglet is standing behind her. Obviously not the cute little Piglet that we know. That is A, absolutely terrifying, and B, perfect for our Halloween episode. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Okay, but here's the title. What? It says Winnie the Pooh slasher flick shown to Florida fourth graders sparked backlash from par- parents, quote, careless. Yeah. <laughs> All of that, I, I honestly agree. If that happened in a public school, that teacher would have fucking been hanged in the streets. Uh-huh. With a Winnie the Pooh mask on. Oh! Yep. <laughs> with, with fucking Becky's mask. What's your – Lorena? Lorena. Lorena. I don't know how to top your – Florida man, Joanna, I kind of feel like, okay, period, the end, but no, I have more to tell you. We're going to play a little drinking game on this one, you guys, since it's a bonus episode. Oh, Lord. So unless you are driving a vehicle, listening, or you're under 21, obviously, please don't. Don't don't do a drinking game with us. Mm -mm. If you are over 21 and you're in a good location, every time you hear the word candy, you got to take a drink. Or anytime Carmen or Becky cuss. Oh, that's going to be all night. Oh, shut the fuck up. (laughs) me all night. Joanna just uncapped her pen. She's got her pen. I'm ready, I think. Here we go. You guys don't even want to know how many times you've cussed already. (gasps) Have you been keeping track? Oh, Joanna, I love you. Did I really say that much? Carmen is on fire. We haven't even started the story and Carmen is at 22. You're doing track for each of us, Joanna? I love it. it. (laughs) We need a picture of the chart later. Yeah, like go back. I'm gonna do a screenshot. I'm taking over this shit. Let's go, Becky or Joanna. Scary. 
Stop tallying. I'm just kidding. No. I'm going to start with a question. Mm-hmm. Do you check your kids' candy on Halloween before you before you let them eat it? Wait, drink. Well, this will be really my – f- no, I don't. Well, well, your baby's three, about to be four, so you're mm-hmm. early enough. Becky, what about you? Last year when we went with you, yeah, we came back to your house. They kind of laid out the candy, and I was checking everyone's candy when they sat at the table because my daughter is younger, and I like semi-checked it, like, oh, it looks good, but I was more checking for, I don't want you to choke on this and die, mm-hmm. as opposed to like... I think you're going to get poisoned. Looking for a needle. I hate to say this. It sounds kind of bougie. But if it's like not a name brand candy, I throw in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I mean at all. So, Joanna, you're checking for needles. Becky's checking checking for poison and not name brand. So let me continue my story. I check for both. Okay. To be fair. So I feel like this was a huge thing when I was growing up. I don't know about like you guys. Yes. I remember – I remember my mom and my Titi Lisi, we would go trick-or-treating and they would dump it all out on the floor out of our like pillowcases, FYI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they would check every piece of candy and then me and my cousin could eat it. Well, that's because people were sticking stuff in. But then I saw a video, it was a TikTok video, and then someone's like, these adults are not wasting their good drugs on these kids. They're I know, not putting it in their candy. Well, where did this come from, this whole thing? I think it's like one of those things that just accumulate. Remember how we talked about like we grew up in different cities, but wow. we still heard the same stories, but there was no Google or internet. Yep. It's like mm-hmm. an urban legend. Yeah. So that's pretty much the basis of my story. So when I became a mom, I was like, we need to check the candy. But do we Do we really? Do we really? I checked it. Yeah. If it's like partially open, I'm throwing it out. And if it's some random name off name brand. <laughs> You're definitely throwing it out. <laughs> not not being bougie, but I mean just like if it's a random brand, it's probably because somebody bought some like off brand candy. Aldi candy. You're bougie, Becky. It's okay. Well no, but like they might they might buy cheap candy to poison it with. You oh. know what I mean? Like they wanna they're trying to budget their poisoning. Fair. So bleach bleach is cheap. Yeah. Well, so. Joanna, bleach <laughs> That would hurt. That would. That's a drug that would hurt a child. Well, damn. Well, I don't. Well, they're not putting marijuana or like something like that. No. Although they could soak. What if they start soaking the wrap? Oh, sorry. Soaking the (laughs) wrappers. These intrusive thoughts are coming out. I'm sorry, Joanna. I'm sorry. But where does the urban legend come from? That's my point of today's story. So is this the plot of a horror movie or the facts of a true crime case? Let's bring you back. It is Halloween in real life. And in our story, I'm going to tell you about a man named Ronald living in Texas in the 70s. A lot of the shit I like to talk about happens in the 70s, like the movies, the true crime. I just like that era. Ronald is a dad taking his two kids trick-or-treating. He, along with a neighbor and the neighbor's kids, decide to walk around together. Becky, like you and me last year, right? So they go to one house, trick-or-treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat, boom, stash of candy. The next house, the next house, the next house, and so on. Until they arrive at a house where no one answers the door. The light was on on the porch and everyone knows like that's the telltale sign. The kids don't feel like waiting so they go on to the next house while Ronald, the dad, holds back a second saying, go on, go on, I'll catch right up. 
Becky's shaking her head. Why? No. What? It, no. If they don't answer, just move along. Like, that is, <laughs> that's shady as – Okay. So a little bit of time passes and Ronald does catch up with the his neighbor and all the kids. And he surprises the kids with the stash he collected from that house, saying that someone did answer the door, but they took forever. Ronald gives all of the kids – each a nearly two foot long pixie stick. Do you remember those bitches? Yeah, I always <laughs> thought they were drugs. The two foot long pixie stick? Did you snort them? No, but I just saw like I randomly would walk by like going from like my kitchen to my bedroom when I was like in my teens and I would see like my parents watching something and I would see like cocaine because you know my dad was a law enforcement officer. So it was always like first 48 or whatever <laughs> dateline or some dumb shit. And it was always like someone snorting a line of cocaine. So I always knew what cocaine was. So like when people would give me pixie sticks, I'm like, oh my God, my anxious self would be like, is this cocaine? <laughs> Am I eating cocaine? It, oh, it tastes good. It must not be cocaine. Okay. Joanna, did you ever have one of those big ass like two foot pixie sticks? Ooh. Yes. Yes. For my birthday one year at school, I had my parents go to Sam's Club and buy them and I brought them to school and my teacher yes. let me pass them out. <laughs> wow. I hope she told or he told everyone after school kids. No. I think she let us open it. And the worst part was when it would get wet inside. Did it ever happen to you? Uh, yeah. Pure sugar. Okay, let me keep going because that comes back in a second, Joanna. So Ronald gives the kids the pixie sticks. Each of his children, Timothy and Elizabeth, as well as his neighbor's kids, there's two of them on that side too. They all get one. Yummy. Um, when I was a kid, I could fuck up a pixie stick. I yeah. Was, hell yeah. So while walking home, Ronald has an extra one because he had gotten five. And they pass one of the kids that they know in the neighborhood trick-or-treating. It's a kid that they know from church. So he's like, here, hey, we have this extra one. He gives it to that kid too. So all pixie sticks have been passed out. And he's with his kids though. Correct. Two? Uh, he has Timothy and Elizabeth, his neighbor's kids, and then they pass a kid from church that they know. Where did he get them from again? From the house that everyone left because uh, the lights were on, but no one answered the door. So my whole thought process is he went inside and he stashed the pixie sticks with Coke and Coke. then passed them out. Yeah, he passed Coke's them out. expensive. You, no, they didn't care. They're trying to kill the kids because they don't want kids anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah, You're this story scary. doesn't make sense. So, so Ronald went into the house with I no never lights? said he went into the house. Fucking Becky no, said I'm, that. No, I'm thinking that. That's, oh. what I, that's what's happening in my brain. I never okay. said that. I'm I, real dark over here. You are. I said – the, the no one answered the door. They went on and Ronald said, I'll catch up. He caught up and he had these two foot, two foot long pixie sticks. And of course, the kids aren't going to question it. So the night goes on. Everyone makes it home, tired, sugared out, and happy after a fun night. When it comes time for bed that night, little Timothy, Ronald's son, says, can I please have some candy before bed? Please. How can you say no? Now, listen, with my children as a mom, me, Carmen, I always tell them, and now that they're getting older, like my 12-year-old, it's a little different. But like when they were really little and my nine-year-old still, I'll say, okay, you can have a few pieces on Halloween. I give them like an amount and then we're going to save the rest, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, where we live in Florida, this is fucking bullshit. When I was growing up in Pennsylvania, Joanna, I want to hear about Michigan in a second. We would do trick-or-treating on a weekend. Here where I live, it's whatever night October 31st is, even if there's school the next day. I'm like, what the? It's dumb. No, no. It was any day that Halloween was. Oh. It was whatever day it was. Becky, you too? 
I'm a Florida girl. Oh, so it was I always on Halloween. The, yeah, I lived in the dumbness. The lawless. Ronald tells Timothy, sure, pick one piece of candy before bed. Timothy chooses the biggest fucking piece of candy from his booty. From <laughs> his booty? Did you oh, write his booty? booty? His back. Okay. All right. I got you. I'm sorry. I was so proud of myself for thinking of the word booty. I was also about to say, did it come from his crack? No, from his treasure. His bo- the pixie stick. Okay. So at first, the sugar shit won't come out of the little tube because exactly like Joanna said, when moisture gets in, it gets stuck, right? Yeah. So then you have to cut it to yeah. make it small. Yeah. Yep. So his dad gives him a hand and he like loosens and squeezes the like the plastic. So the sugar kind of gets loosened up and boom, good to go. Bring on the sugar high, I guess before bed, whatever. Perfect plan. Perfect time. Bring on the sugar high and then you die. die. Calm down. I'm just doomsday right here like i just can see it coming you listen to enough of carmen's stories you know what's coming yeah i know it's coming someone's gonna so she's like in. yeah timothy pours that shit in his mouth like a champ hey gone only <laughs> only to complain that it tastes funny like yeah. cocaine like the cocaina. There's what no are, fucking cocaine. Cocaina. I don't know what fucking Spanish people you're hanging out with, but it ain't me. Yeah, cocaina. Woo, who are you, been? It's the Miami people. Oh, God. My daddy's work for DEA. Okay. Cocaina. Shut up. So <laughs> Timothy says... <laughs> I got a story about Shut that up. later. I don't want to hear your story. So Timothy says it's bitter. And his dad, Ronald, was like, it's okay. So he gives him some Kool-Aid to kind of like wash it out. Like, Oh, oh not the Kool-Aid. Oh, the 70s with the fucking Kool-Aid. What happens next? I can't He doesn't stop. wake up. Becky's doing like a tongue out movement. Becky, you're horrible. Uh, Did Joanna, Becky you- do drugs before this? I've been feeding her a wine and vodka. We'll tell you a story about that later, but no, Perfect. I did not do drugs. So Timothy starts complaining about his tummy hurting. Hmm. He bolts to the bat. I know. He bolts to the bathroom and starts puking his guts out. Ronald runs mm-hmm. to his son and holds him, rubs his back as his son gets whatever is bothering him out of his system. Like, oh, buddy. Then Timothy goes limp in his <gasps> father's arms. So much so that Ronald says it's time to go to the hospital. Timothy dies on the way. Less than one hour from indulging in the pixie stick. How old is Timothy? Eight years old. I know a child named Timothy that is eight. So it's kind of disturbing. It's really sad. It is really sad. So everyone in the community finds out about this immediately, like that night. The news spreads as fast as your legs when I walk (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when you're big, when you, your long legs walk in the room. I'm pretty fucking tall. What, Becky? All of the children got pixie sticks. Correct. Timothy's the only one that indulged. I'm going to tell you more. Okay. Okay. I'll just shut up. So the whole town finds out right away and Everyone starts freaking out, rightfully so. Parents all over town start to take their kids' Halloween candy to the police station in the middle of the night for fear that their children are going to find the same fate as Timothy. But is that news known, though, that he ate the candy? It spreads that night. Yes, Joanna. Who spread it, though? Like everyone. It- well, uh, Ronald, and he's telling everyone, and – In a community – okay, 
we think of like the 70s, no internet, no cell phones as a time like they're so – they don't know anything. Like if it's like the 1700s, not true. Everyone talked to all their neighbors about shit. There were phone trees. People would call each other like, did you hear what just happened? You know how it is. Yeah, that makes sense because if you have, you don't really have anything much to do. Well, I think you see how this news can spread so quickly. So parents are so scared that their kids' candy is laced with poison. They're literally calling the police station that night. Poor Timothy's autopsy comes up and it is discovered. It is not oh. fucking cocaine, you crazies. What is it? The last contents in his tiny belly are the pixie stick laced with Potassium cyanide. What is that? A deadly poison. Well, potassium is in a banana. I've heard. Okay, no. Cyanide is deadly poison. Where does it come from? It's a poison. Let me tell you more. Let me. I did some research because I knew you guys were gonna gonna ask this shit. I did a little research. I am no scientist. I must admit. But here's what Google has to say, because I knew your asses were going to ask about potassium cyanide in this shit. Potassium cyanide. Say I'm that not, again. Say that again. Potassium yes. cyanide has nothing to do with bananas, Joanna. They ingested bananas. Too no. many. Did you know if you eat bananas and drink Sprite, you'll throw up? Ask me how I know. How do you know? Because I did it. <laughs> it was years ago. Most unhinged shit of my life. Did you do that? <laughs> yes, to see if it would work. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. She did it on purpose. This is a thing. Yes. Eat I'm a banana, drink tonight. some sprite, you'll throw up. I'm doing wow. it tomorrow. Okay, I'm gonna try to. I told you. I told you, listeners, in the beginning. I'm gonna try to keep these two assholes on track, and no. it's not working. No, it was the other way around. I was supposed to keep you two on track. <laughs> All right. Potassium cyanide has the appearance of sugar. It is highly soluble in water. It is highly toxic. A dose of 200 to 300 milligrams will nearly kill any adult human. Stop. Think of a, a ibuprofen that you take is 200 milligrams for one. Mm-hmm. It can have the odor of almonds to only a small percentage of the population. This is a thing. Like, you know how um, cilantro can have the taste of soap? Yeah. Yeah. So my friend Myrna, hey, Myrna, I love you. She can't stand cilantro. It tastes like soap. This is the same thing with potassium or with cyanide. So Becky's raising her hand. What the fuck do you want? So potassium cyanide, what is it like topic? Like, what is it used for normally? To kill people. It's Honestly, just, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just someone, I don't know. I don't know. created it to kill people? Uh, no, there's more reasons for it. Uh, I didn't go that far in my research. So okay. a rare amount of the population can notice the almond scent. Okay, there are reasons of why it was invented and why it's used. I don't know. I didn't go that far. Okay, so, question. The but, people who know that it smells like almond, is there like a, like a panel? Like, smell no. this. What no, do you smell? It has happened in – I've heard this on other podcasts and other true crime stories and like random shit in my life where people have – or like little detective like shows <laughs> and they go to a morgue and they're like, it smells like almonds. And then their other person's like, potassium cyanide oh. or cyanide. It's poison. And then they test it and it comes back true. If I smell almonds from now on, I'm out. I don't know what almond – I don't know. So Becky the sees a white powder on the ground. She sniffs it. That's almonds. We're out. We're that's done. almonds. No, that's Coke. Well, either way, I'm out. Obviously, Becky. Yeah. 
So uh, in the taste of cyanide, is apparently very bitter. So a person who ingests this will lose consciousness, suffer brain death, suffer mm. convulsions, and all within minutes. A terrible mm. way to die. Mm. You guys are both so sad. Poor Timothy. I know, little Timmy. Just can't so imagine that- doing that to your own child. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm pissed at the dad. Like, and I love that you guys just jumped to that conclusion. Well, because so, he got the pixie sticks. Like, where did yeah. he just randomly pick up five pixie sticks? I'm Why just assuming. Why would he? Thing. Exactly. According to the official investigation, four out of five of those pixie sticks that Ronald got from the house in the beginning of the story were laced with potassium cyanide. What about the other kids? You asked that, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Ronald's daughter, Elizabeth, his neighbor's kids, and that kid from church, they all went to bed without indulging in their candy that night. Good. Maybe a chocolate or two, but that's it. Uh, well, kind of. The parents start hearing about Timothy's death that night, like I told you guys, like wildfire. So that church kid's parents, literally, when they hear, they get a phone call in their like landline phone, off white, yellowish tinted. You know those phones. I forget it's the seventies. Uh huh. Like, it's the seventies. Yep. They get the call in the middle of the night. They run to their son's bedroom. They find him asleep in bed, holding a pixie uh, stick. No. Oh hell no. Unopened. Oh, good. Okay, so are they assuming that it's the pixie stick? Is that they already make that conclusion? Yes. That's the only thing Timothy had before bed. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he had other candies. Nope, 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 nope. That was the he said, Can I have a candy before oh. bed? And his dad said, Here you go. <gasps> he the dad handed it to him? Yeah. So he so knew my the dad, dad knows. So the other boy The church kid. The church kid is falling asleep with it in his bed. No, let me tell you what, let me tell you why. I have a reason why. Oh, okay. He Apparently, they fa- they find out the next morning, you know, like when he gets up and they don't want to wake him up in the middle of the night, he couldn't open it before bed. He was trying to open it. You know how pixie sticks are like glued together right, and yeah. scoopled? He couldn't get that bitch open. So he just went to bed. A little homie just passed out with it in his hands. Well, was there something that like intrigued him to pick that candy? Like it's the was biggest it, like, piece of candy. It it's or- two feet long. Oh, that is true. Question, though. I feel like you're going to tell us, hopefully. How did whoever put the drugs in there, how did they open it up, close it up, and seal it? Like, you know how, like... How would you do it, Joanna? Well, now we know how to, like, seal things with our straighteners. Correct. So how did he get something hot enough? Have you never heard of an iron? (laughs) (laughs) Joanna's flicking me out. Remember how the olden days, that's how they straightened their hair? I straightened my hair personally on an ironing board with an iron when I was in high school. But I also just decided my kids are not eating candy this year, so. Yes, thank you, Carmen. Right before Halloween. Right on Halloween. So, And this episode comes out in the morning of Halloween, so love you, mean it. No candy. The amount of poison in these pixie sticks will turn out to be enough to kill three to four (gasps) adults. So a shit ton. Well, now the police are involved full force. The investigation is on and it all leads back to that house where no one answered the door. Tricky, tricky. Ronald, grief stricken, devastated, says, quote, I don't even know what house I got those candies from. He is so torn up that the questions from the police are driving him nuts. The police, however, learn that Ronald and that neighbor that he went walking around with 
they only really walked on two streets because guess what? It started to rain that night. If you're a detective, you're like, oh, bitch, you only walked on two streets. Let me get my notepad. Let's go interview this bitch. Ronald's a trigasso. Yes. Classic Becky. I don't like trigassos. So the police do what they do best. Question every person they can think of. You know what they find out after questioning the neighbors? Nothing. <laughs> no one admits to passing out two foot long pixie sticks. No, who would? Who would? Liars. Yeah, you know what? That was me. That was me. Yeah. I yep. totally did that. So did. the next step, the police say to Ronald, they say, come with us, motherfucker. We want to literally trace your steps. Walk us down those two streets. And they have Ronald walk along the route he took on Halloween with them. On the third, they go, now the third time walking this route, Ronald remembers the house where literally no one answered the door. Oh, the third time? The third time. Yeah. The first and second time he couldn't remember. He says, guys, their light was on. No one answered. So I hung back for a minute. He says, the owner of the home cracked the door, opened it and handed me, like stuck their hand out and handed me the pixie sticks. Who cares that much about candy? Like the light's not on. I'm going. Bye. See ya. Yeah. I don't have time for that. So Love my kids, but no. According to Ronald, he stood there in front of this house, daunting as it may seem, haunting as it may seem, and a gloved hand reaches out. Ooh, I would touch the microphone. A you gloved did. hand reaches out of the doorway with five pixie sticks. He takes them and goes. Again, like you said, if there's not a light on, I'm walking past it. Ah. Well, the investigators find out this man – or this man – this home is owned by a man named Courtney. Courtney works late at the airport. You know when your ass works at the airport, every single thing you do is tracked. Yeah. Courtney does not get home until like 11 p.m., which is way after kids go trick-or-treating. After investigation happens, everyone says, Courtney was at work. Halloween, like, no. So this story is an interesting one. This story is the urban legend about checking your child's candy on Halloween. All those fears personified an actual or maybe not an actual situation where a child's candy was 100% poisoned. So what happens next? I'll tell you after you tell me, is this the plot of a horror movie or the facts of a true crime case? I have one question real quick. What? <laughs> so the, the – you're probably not going to know the answer, but why are you taking your candy to the police station? What are they going to find that you're not? Poison. But how? I like, don't take, know. Take her to the police station. What are they going to do? Becky's They're, raising her hand. Okay, Becky. They're not going to do anything. I think it's a movie. Joanna? True crime. Wow. So Becky says movie. Joanna says true crime. This is a very true story. Yes. Oh, Waddle is a real bitch asshole. Yeah. Joanna, I thoughts? told you I'm always wrong. Yeah, self high five. <laughs> <laughs> and your oh, your onesie. I love your onesie so much. So first of all, it has a pocket. Let me show you. I'm gonna stand up real quick. Joanna, um, while you're standing up, I have to tell everyone. Joanna texted me the other day, like a week ago, and she goes, "When you have adult money, you buy adult things." And this is fucking like okay. elephant, cute, snuggy. Has pockets here, and then it has a pocket here. If you're crazy and want to put like, um, if you want to put your cat or little dog in here, your cat or little dog, or snacks, or snacks. This is the very true story of a man named Ronald O'Brien, also called Shanigan. The Candyman. The man whose eight-year-old son, Timothy O'Brien, died on Halloween from being poisoned with potassium cyanide 
laced candy that he got from trick-or-treating. So let's pick up where we left off. After Timothy's death, it was discovered that Ronald O'Brien was over $100,000 in debt, (gasps) which in today's economy equates to over half a million dollars. Shut up. Yep. Ronald wasn't able to hold down a job at this time. So much so, listen to this, in a 10-year period, he had over 21 different jobs. Yep. That's a true crime right there. Yeah. All those W-2 forms. All those W-2 forms. Uh, Red flag. He also had just been fired from his latest job. His car was about to be repossessed. He was in default for several loans, and his house was being foreclosed on. And who do you think filed for life insurance on their children a few months before Halloween that year? Sick. Fucking Ronald. Sick. In January of 74, he'd taken out $10,000 on each of his children, which would be over 50 grand today. I'm going to say that's a lot. I'm sorry. And as Halloween got closer, he took out another policy on the kids in the amount of 20 grand. So a few days – Disgusting. A few days before Halloween, he takes out a third policy on the children. But don't you have, to, you have to pay for these policies? Well, yeah, but it's so cheap. Like I think I pay eleven dollars, maybe a month for my policy, True. which is a lot more than eleven dollars. But in this situation, I am not taking ten grand, twenty grand, right. another twenty grand on my daughter's. Fuck you. Let me add more. Let me add more. Oh, you 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 might choke on something today. Let me add more. Yeah. Add, no. So, uh, this all the policies Ronald takes out would be over a quarter of a million dollars today on his children. Wow. And when did he cash in on all this money after Timmy died? I keep saying Timmy, Timothy. The next day he calls the insurance company. Oh, F him. Yep. Say it, Joanna. No, F him. <laughs> I'll say it. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, damn. So the next day, Timothy had his life stolen by his own father, Ronald poisoned his own son. So you may be thinking, what about the mother? Where yeah. the fuck is the mother? Where was she? Yeah. I know this is what I was she's thinking in my research. No, she's not dead. She oh. stated and maintained that she had no clue about any of the life insurance policies. Were they married? Yeah, they were, Joanna. They were married. but And yes, manipulation, Becky. But I honestly, I couldn't find anything more about the mother than that statement. Interesting. I know. So during investigation, it was found that Ronald had visited a chemical supply store looking for potassium cyanide. And this was profound evidence. Was he trying to kill Timothy? Was he trying to kill Timothy and Elizabeth? Or was it luck of the draw? Okay, wait a second. Go ahead. You can just go into a store and find (laughs) this? Chemical supply store. Well, like you go to a chemical supply store and say like, oh, I'm getting potassium cyanide. It's bullshit. Well, this was, okay, this was in the 70s. I was going to say. But they had, they all had record of him coming. So they at least, you can know that the store wrote down the name of the person inquiring. Right. So at least they had that. So even though Ronald maintained his innocence, he gave the children, he gave his neighbors, and he gave the church friend a mixed bag of poison candy. Only one of them was not poisoned, and we don't know <gasps> which one. 
Okay, but why the other kids? If he doesn't have life insurance on those kids, uh-huh. why the other kids? Well, if only one out of the five was not poisoned, he would guarantee that one of his children would die. Elizabeth but, or Timothy. But why kill the other kids? I don't understand. Because he's a fucking psycho. psycho. Fuck. He didn't want to look guilty. He wanted to be like it was random and he didn't care about the other kids. Covering his tracks. So November 5th, 1974, Ronald O'Brien was arrested for the murder of his son, Timothy, on one count of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. And what did he plea? Not guilty. Only four days later. That's insane. During what? Was it four days? Oh, yeah. November 5th. (laughs) Sorry. During the trial in May the next year. They had a chemist take the stand to testify that Ronald contacted him asking how much cyanide would be fatal, asking for a friend. (gasps) I feel like that's red flag number one. As Uh, a chemist, you would give that information out? Yep, yep. Enough people testified about his shady actions. (laughs) I know. Enough people testified about his shady actions. Even his own sister and brother-in-law testified that on the day of Timothy's funeral, he was talking about taking a long vacation with the insurance. Shut up. Yep. In June of that year, it took the jury 46 minutes to deliberate and find him guilty. Nice. (laughs) Listen to this. Another 71 minutes of deliberation to sentence him to death. So they originally sentenced him to death by electrocution. So I personally think he should have suffered death by cyanide poisoning. Yes. Hell yeah. I thought it was interesting that while on death row, listen to this, you guys are already like, you're going to be like, yeah, he was shunned and had no friends because the other inmates knew that that asshat murdered his own child. Boo hoo. Right? Those other fuckers in prison, if you're a fucking kid killer or they're like, fuck you. I had a cousin that was in prison for quite some time and he might be in there now again. Of course you did. It was all, yeah, it was all drugs. Not on my dad's side. That you did? No, he was. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, 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 not cocaine. Uh, No, it was drugs though. Uh, It was a cousin on my mom's side. But like he told us like he was in prison for 15 years and he told (gasps) us that like anybody like was that hurt kids uh-huh. or hurt women oh they yeah would, they would screw people up becky in this situation the other prisoners they all kind of like petitioned to witness his execution oh, yeah. well i have heard i know kind of piggybacking off of what becky said like because they're they have tvs and they have news outlets so if they yep. find out that you have done something to a child Right. They don't that you are dead meat. You might as well just You're lucky if you make it to your execution. That's true. Or they'll yeah. kill you. It wasn't until March 31st, 1984, the year of birth. Yep. That he was executed for his crimes. And at this point, it was by lethal injection. Wow. Different than originally thought. I mean, after many delays and appeals, that this is what it came to. So I'm gonna tell you about his last meal. Which can't is, wait. I hate this shit. I know. Isn't it? You like, don't get a last meal. You get to fucking go to bed. You get bread and butter and that's it. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, a never, bag of almonds. A bag of almonds? Yeah. Oh, my God. No. Joanna. I never thought about the last meal, I guess. Lick your saliva and be gone. Okay. Saliva. I'm an asshole. His, Sorry. No, well, you're not. I mean, yeah. you, no, she is. It's okay. I <laughs> that His last meal. Listen to this shit. A T-bone steak. French fries, corn, peas, a side salad with French dressing, iced tea, and a Boston cream pie for dessert. 
we'll give you a sweet tea or whatever the hell you want. Yeah. No, we're not spending money in your dumbass because you want to kill kids. Let me tell you about his last words. Quote, what is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and error. This execution is one of those wrongs, yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who have taken part in any way in my death. Also to anyone I have offended in my way during my 39 years, pray and ask your forgiveness for all of us respectively as human beings. To my loved ones, I extend my undying love. And and that's not the end quote, but that's where I'm going to stop because this fucker goes on and on and on and on and I don't really care. Let's just say during the execution, 300 people gathered yelling trick or treat. What he just said was a total narcissistic, oh, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. I did this. I yeah. did that. Like, yeah. you need to rot in hell and I, yeah. like, fire. I forgive you for what you're doing to me. Yeah, like, what you're doing to me. Go fuck yourself. Count that on my cuss count. Uh, oh, wow. Girl, don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> Burn in hell. I didn't share this enough, but he did do basically a dice roll between his two children. It was, yeah, he didn't, he, I mean, he didn't care. (sighs) Can't imagine like being so desperate. He must've been so desperate to have to do something like that. Yeah. Not, not, not agreeing with what he did, but like just that desperation was like, I got to kill my kids. That's what I got to do. That mentality. They just, it doesn't matter who goes and what happens they just want that recognition and you so joanna you're saying it was the money which is what kind of came out but becky you're saying you think he wanted recognition recognition because like you can't spend the money when you when they put you to yeah and he denied it not guilty he thought he would get away with it yeah i they all did right but i mean you think about like i mean like i have a life insurance policy jake has a life insurance policy like if i just die one day, I would hopefully think that people wouldn't think it was him. Well, I know. Well, now Unless I text you like imme- like the day, the night before right. it happens. When people die, you know, the life insurance, it never works out. Don't murder. Just don't murder. Even with car accidents. What was that one, the last one you did? Did it come out yet? Oh, yes. With the caged, caged one. I know that was, yeah. I don't want to give anything away, but like even when they got into a car crash. Yes intentionally she did something yep but so like imagine like if i was in the car with jake and i'm like you know what i'm gonna live and i'm gonna make him die you know like but make it seem like oh i was in an accident yep Mm -hmm. well have fun trick-or-treating be safe you guys not going (laughs) okay but, but wait how did he get the drugs in there okay so i mean i wasn't there so it's a plastic thing he opened it, and they were stapled and ironed back shut. Do they even make those pixie sticks anymore? The yeah. long one, the big ones? Yeah. Joanna, what do you got for our cuss count, girl? Wait a second. What? Those pixie sticks I'm just looking at? <laughs> $45. 
now. And it has that red dye in it. Hard pass. All right. We're going to continue this conversation on our afterthoughts. The three of us are going to continue spewing our bullshit. We will have our after show, which will only be available on our Patreon. So if you feel so inclined, scooch on over there to hear us just go on and on and on. And, you know, it keeps going if that tickles your pickle. But Joanna, what do you have for us as far as the cuss count? Well, only 31 for Becky. Oh, God. Only 31? And? (laughs) Some of this stuff will get edited out, so I know that, but 69 for you. I censored myself a lot. I'm so mad at him. I really am. I'm I'm disturbed about it. You should be disturbed. And everyone, happy Halloween. Check your kids' candy and be safe. And we love you. Love you. Yeah, sorry. Love you. Mean it. My children are eating no candy unless Carmen checks it. So remember to live, laugh, and don't fucking poison candy. Seven. And don't, yeah, in the seven, and don't murder. Don't murder. Where can you no. find us, Carmen? You oh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash live laugh murder podcast. You can find us on Gmail, live laugh murder pod at gmail.com. And <laughs> Becky's saying Twilight After Hours. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram, Live Laugh Murder Podcast. Thank you for checking us out. We will see you guys at our normally scheduled time as this was a bonus episode. And have a great evening. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. Love you, Minute. Love you, Minute.